We are learning Daf Yud Beis. We're starting from the bottom of Yud Alf Beis, one of the most Kishmaka cases in Shas. Says the Gemara of Yitzchak Bar Yosef from Rav Obviously, we're starting nothing to do with Nazirus today. Only we're a little bit later today on the Daf. We'll get back to the topic of Nazirus. Somebody says to Ishliach, Go be Mekadish, a woman for me. Stam means you didn't give any specification. Told Ishliach, free will, whatever you want. Any girl it is. That was his thing. I'll be, I'm very happy with any decision you make for me. Then uh, I'm, I'll, 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 I'm, I'm supportive. Now the issue is that the shliach went, and we don't know what happened. He never came back. So the question is, maybe he was Makadish, this guy, this Ruven character, let's call him, to some woman in the world. Ruven now is married to a woman in the world, but he doesn't know who. So the shaila is, how could Ruven ever get married now? He might be marrying a relative of his wife. If you don't know who your wife is, then you can't know who your relatives are or her relatives are, I should say, her sister, her mother, her daughter, all the problematic arrives. And you don't know whether the shliach fulfilled his mission or not. You don't know. But that's exactly what we're saying, is that we have to be close to he did. There's an assumption that a shliach would do what he was said to do. So therefore, we assume that the, the, the shliach did it. Since there was no specification about who the wife would be, so that now the sender, Ruvain, who sent the shliach, he has no idea what his shliach did for him. So all the women in the world are possible relatives of his, and therefore he cannot get married. That's what the Gemara says. Very clear. It seems like you know a very strange, bizarre case where a person becomes usher to every woman in the world. But the Gemara is making a very solid point. If there is an assumption of shliach, so he doesn't know who he's married to. He is married to somebody who doesn't know who. So then any woman might be his relative. So the Gemara is very And we have a Mishnah. The Mishnah is talking about when you have uh, pairs of carbon, pairs of bird carbon. So just to understand, usually like it's called a kin kan. It's like a nest. And from the nest, you have one bird which is destined to be an ola, one bird which is destined to be a chata. Now, there's two types of nests. There's a kan stuma and a kan mufresh. Kan stuma means it's unspecified which bird will be the ola, which bird will be a chata. It's, 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 the, the actual naming of the carbon hasn't been done yet, and it will be determined by the Kohen when he'll do that boda. Kan mufresh is when the Bailam, when he designated the birds, he actually specified this one will be the chata, so this one will be the ola. So the Mishnah explains kan stuma, who brings, what's an example? Sometimes you have a zava, sometimes you have a yuladetz, all sorts of people who bring the bird karbanas. Sometimes poor people, when they're bringing a, a, a chatos. If it was a constum, if it was not specified, meaning you didn't designate one as ola, one as a chatos, you just designated two birds, that eventually one of them will be the carbon ola, one eventually, one with the chatos, but you didn't specify which. And parchal goes with olam. Then one of these pigeons, one of these birds flew away and you lost one. Maybe it flew and you know where it is, but you know where, like more or less where it is, but it's amongst all sorts of chatos that have to die. A bunch of chatas birds that had a din that they have to die. There are different reads and halacha that that can be chal on a chatas bird that it has to die. <coughs> so now it cannot, the, the bird that flew into them, you don't know exactly where it is in the pile, it cannot be used. We'll just make one of the pigeons died. So basically, you've got a pair, and one of them becomes unusable. So what's the din? No big deal. Just go get another partner and line it up. Meaning, since you hadn't specified which one was the chatas, which one was the ola, it was only really the potential at this point. So when you lose one, it's not a big deal. You're able just to bring another one and, uh, and, and partner it up with the remaining one. Okay, good. However, what's the implication? If it happened to a pair of birds, which were specified, which one for Chaz, which one for, for Ola, then one of them left, there would be no way to fix, there would be no way to fix it. Why not? What's the shot? Because you don't know, assuming everything is a suffix here, you don't know which one 
Let's just make it simple. You have two birds. You said one on the right was a chaz, one on the left was an ola. Two birds, they look exactly the same. You know, you're, not, you're not figuring it out. And then one of them flies away. You don't know if the remaining word bird is the one that's in it, chaz, which one is the ola. So there's no way to, to, to be makar of such a, such, a, such a bird. You don't know what to do with it. The avoda, the chaz, the avoda, ola is different. There's no way to do that. And, and, and there's not, obviously, there's not going to help to pair another bird with it because it's not, it's not going to solve your problem. Your problem is you don't know which of the remaining birds of the or Ola, and therefore you don't know what you're pairing with it. You're not going to know what the Hakdasha is. So Bikitzer, the idea that we're saying is that if it would be a specified nest, a pair of birds, there was no way to fix it. This has nothing really to do with us, but the Gemara makes an amazing deal. Now, okay, so, so far, nothing related to us. So far, we're just saying a nest, if it's a Kanstuma, one gets lost, you just bring a pair, another bear and partner up, another, another bird and partner up. If you lose... Uh, one, one bird from Makan, Mufurish, so you don't know if you have a Chathos or Ola left on your hands, then you're totally stuck. Says the Gemara, Nobody said that every bird in the world now is possible for a carbon. Meaning in this case, where a Chathos bird, let's say, flies away. Right? So now somewhere in the world, there's a Chathos bird. Why don't we make a declaration in the world, announce on Twitter, no one can ever use a bird again for a carbon. Why? You go, you find a bird, you think you're sitting fine. Maybe it was that bird, that Chathos bird that flew out from... Some from, from Ruven's nest, and it's really already was designated for a chatos. And you can't now do, let's just come along and take it and try to bring it as a carbon. Meaning, just like we're saying by the woman, what are we saying? That once he was became a kudashis to somebody, then, then we have to be concerned every other person is a relative. So to hear once this bird flies away, so now we have to be concerned that any person out there might be, who finds a bird might be finding this bird. How can any carbon ever be brought now? So now, am I? What's the what, 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 what's the issue? In other words, why aren't we scared to every bird that it might be the one that flew away? Just like Rabbi Yochanan was saying, that every woman is usher because it might be a relative. And what's the point? The point must be what happened to Rov. And that's really what the Gemara is driving at. That's the silent point of the Gemara. There should be Rov. When the Torah says you don't know something, you go after Rov. So if a guy picks up a bird, is it possible that this bird that I'm picking up is the one bird that was, happened to be was designated as a Chathos years before? Yeah, it's possible. I'm not, I, I can't deny the possibility. But it's a remote possibility. Rov, possible, Rov are the birds in the world are not that one Chathos bird. So the same way there, you can see that everything is fine because of the principle of Rov. So, so too, in our case, with the, with, the, with, the, with the man getting married to a woman he doesn't know, Everything should be okay with the principle of right. So Rabbi Yechonin says back, I'm speaking about a woman who, does, who, uh, who doesn't move around. Meaning, what, what are people? People are, are, can sometimes, they're not, in a, they're not in a situation where they are moving. In other words, what does that mean, moving? Let's just give a little bit of an introduction, a very important introduction. The rule is you go after Rove. But what does it mean you go after Rove? I'll give you the classical case, and then we'll plug it into the Gemara. The classical case is there are nine kosher stores in a city and one trafe store. So, very good. A person who, let's say, finds a piece of meat on the street, he doesn't know which store it comes from, what's the din? You can eat it. Achrav is nine of the stores were kosher. You could assume that it came from the kosher store. Very good. But what if a person bought a piece of meat from a store? So meaning he, he took it out of the store. He bought the piece of meat from the store. He didn't find it as it came out from the store, but rather he took it out of the store. He was in a store when he bought it, but he can't remember which store he was in. <coughs> What's the halacha? Could he eat the meat? The din is, the Gemara Subas is Meirich about this. No. What's the idea? That's called kavua. Whenever a suffix is no lot in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a scenario where it is in its set place, you just don't know what it is. It's in its set place. You don't know its identity. Something in its set place is 
unbelievable thing. It's not a svar. It's like Zeres HaKos of the Gemara Suba tells us. So when the piece of meat was in its place, it was in the store, that's, that's its home. That's where it's meant to be. And I just don't know what it was. I can't remember which store I was in, but the, the, whatever the, the, the piece of meat that I'm holding now in my hand, it would, the suffix was Neilat. In a matzah, when it was Kavua, I cannot use rove. If I find it in the street, it was parish. It's been separated, called the parish, Mubu parish. There, the suffix only Neilat. Once it's out of the store, called the parish, Mubu parish, I go after rove. But if the suffix is Neilat, when it's in the store, called Kavua, Dummy, and therefore I cannot use the roof. So what the Gemara is arguing here is that the scenario of the woman, when the shliach was makadish, the woman, where's the woman? The woman is uh, in her place, you know, whatever. She's just sitting at home. She's kavua b'makoma. Now the identity of that woman is unknown to us. And since we don't know, then all the relatives, as a derivative, we don't know who all her relatives are. But the suffix, who the isha that this man is married to, that's the real shayrish ha-suffix, so to speak, the root of the suffix, is who is the woman that the shliach was makadish. So that's chal, an identity of a person who's kavua b'makoma, who's sitting in her, in her living room. So therefore you cannot use the principle of rov. So I only said it, by, some, by a woman who doesn't move around. I'm really odd. He's here denied. You're asking me a question from the birds. The birds, they run around. They fly around. The birds are, are not considered kavua bimakoma. So we understand that very clearly. If it's not considered kavua bimakoma, because live birds are constantly flying around, and therefore it's never in a fixed place. So whenever any uncertainty comes about, oh, I have a live bird. Oh, maybe this is the one that so-and-so was mafresh for his chatas and it flew away. The answer is, I'm not concerned. I have rove. But she ain't in the scenario of Makadish, a woman, where you're Makadish, Isha, and she is kavua bimakoma, so then you don't have the rove. Very sharp point. And again, I'm saying over the Gemara, I just want to clarify, I'm saying over the way the Gemara, the way the Rosh learns. The Rosh learns the Gemara that the Gemara is focusing on the woman that the Shliach was Makadish. I don't know who that woman is. Because I don't know who that woman is, I don't know if I can marry anyone. But the point is, I really don't know who the woman is that the Shliach was Makadish. The point is, if that woman is Kavua B'Makoma, if that woman the Shliach found in Makadish or in her living room, so that's Kavua B'Makoma, therefore, the derivative, all the women that we don't know, you don't cannot say rov because the thing making the suffix would be like the rush says. Let's say the shliach was makadish fifty percent of the world. That's what it would be like. The person gave a shliach free reign to do whatever he wanted. He said you can makadish fifty percent of the world. There the case would be. <coughs> of course, we would understand that he's also now to all women if he doesn't know which fifty percent he's makadish to. That's mamish the klal over here. So if you don't know which woman the shliach was makadish him to, so it's as if he's makadish to fifty percent of the world. And maybe you'll say here that maybe a woman has also moved around. Maybe the shliach found her in the marketplace and gave her the ring. In other words, the Gemara is saying, why, can, why are we so sure he was Makadishur when she was sitting in her living room? Maybe he was Makadishur in the marketplace and she was also parish, and therefore it's not like he was Makadish 50% of the world, and you could say rove. says, the Gemara, it doesn't work. In the case of a woman, she has gone back to the state of being Kavua, meaning even if she temporarily goes out shopping in the market, but a person then goes back to their home. So if she goes back to her home, so the identity of the Suffolk, which is who, again, the way the Rush learns, who is the woman that the Shriach was Makadish, her status becomes Kavua. It's not going to make a difference when the, what, what it was just Bisman of the Kedushin. It doesn't make a difference if the Kedushin happened in the market. If the person goes back to their home, the shirish of the suffix returns to a state of kavua, then again, it will be considered as if he's married to 50% of the world and you cannot use rove to allow him to marry other people. God, it came the hadra, the pair of birds. Does it ever return to a fixed state? I Meaning that's the chilat. Birds, the pshadis are always flying around. They don't really have a defined space that we can say is kavua. Therefore, you always have the rove. In the case of the isha, what we're saying is, she has the din of Kavua, and therefore we cannot, we cannot use it. This is the way, a very famous Gemara over here. The Gemara is coming out, that in a scenario, a person told the Shleach of Makadash, we a woman, you don't know what he did, you cannot get married. 
Says the Gemara of Amad, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan agrees, Rishi Shein lo basfa, lo basfa, lo basfa, and let's say a guy goes out with a girl, and it turns out, what is it? She doesn't have a daughter, daughter's daughter or son's daughter, no, you know, she's not a grandmother either. For lo aim, for lo aim, she doesn't have a mother or a maternal grandmother, meaning they've already passed away. For lo achos, she doesn't have a sister, she's his only child. Alpha bisho is lachos, or if she had a child, and it's gosh, but she was divorced after this, meaning this sister, um, she was divorced after the shliach became appointed. Now, there's this, the woman that he wants to marry possibly has a sister, but the sister was married at the time that the shliach was sent. So there's no possibility that he was going to be Makadish her, the, the sister who was married, because you can't be Makadish in Eish Ish. In that case, basically, you're trying to marry a woman that you know has no relatives. That's the idea. He shari, or Bielkom would agree that that woman is permitted for him to marry. What's the whole thing? Ruben is married to one person in the world. We don't know who. We can't use Rove, so he can't marry any girl because any girl that he marries might be the relative of his wife. But if the girl that he goes to marry has no relatives that are Arias, right? She has no sister. She has no mother. She has no daughter. Then, then what's your, what in the world is your concern? So you just have to make sure it works. It's got to go up. It could be mother, mother's mother, daughter, daughter's daughter. It's got to go up the generations two generations up, two generations down. And then in terms of the sister, which is the only other potential erva, so obviously if she has no sister, then it's fine. That's the case, like if she's literally an only child. And even if she has a sister, but if at the time the shliach was made to be Makadish a woman, the sister was married, so there's no way the shliach was Makadish, then this woman who was married at the time. So even though now she's divorced, the sister now in question, I could marry. And the Gemara speaks out, my time, what's the whole reason that we're saying a sister was divorced after the shliach was made is not a problem because Aisha had to come at the time that the shliach appointed the agent to try to find them a wife, having a seen the gavri, she was married to a person. It says the Gemara Biggie said, Kimashri shliach, what does a person do when they make a shliach? When I make a shliach, I'm only appointing him to do something which is, which is practical for him to do now. The milsalo kamekame is something that's not available practically to him in the moment. I'm not making him a shliach. So, meaning, let's understand now. There, there is a woman I want to marry has a sister, but the sister was married at the time that the shliach was his mate. So I want to know, is it possible that the shliach was Makadish's woman after the divorce? The Territ says, no. Why? It's not, what's, there's no shlichas on that. The Gemara is saying a big yisoyed in shlichas. The agent only is mamana shlich for him to do something which is practically available to him in the moment of the shlichas, in the beginning of the shlichas. But if it would only become available later, it was never a din shlichas on that. The Gemara is assuming no one appoints a shliach for people to do things that aren't readily available to them in the moment. Therefore, we don't have to be concerned that he was Makadish, the girl who now is divorced. Mela, her sister, there's no tzad that it's a wife's sister. That's the point. So now we get back because we just mentioned the biggest side that when a person makes a shliach, they don't have in mind for the shliach to do future things that aren't available to them in this spot. Frakti Gemara, Tanan, what did we learn in the Mishnah? Now we understand how this relates here to Nazar. A person said, I'm a Nazar. And point one. And point two, I'm going to bring Karbanos for somebody else. Another Nazir. So two declarations. I myself will be a Nazir and I'm also going to bring Karbanos for a Nazir at the end of his term. Another person hears this. He said, and I also, meaning I also will be a Nazir. And second of all, the also on me, I'm to, to provide carbonus for a Nazir. So we say, if these two guys are smart, so Megalvin says that they both have an obligation to, <coughs> to be a Nazir and to bring carbonus for another Nazir. So they'll each provide carbonus for the other one. They don't spend it, each one of them bring their own carbonus and then looking for another Nazir to satisfy their people. They'll just bring each other's carbonus. 
If they're not smart, so they have to provide then for other Nizir. Meaning if they each brought their own Kabbalahs, they weren't smart to think it through. They each brought Kabbalahs for themselves and they still have the other declaration. They have to bring Kabbalahs for another Nazir. They'll have to search for another Nazir to bring forth. So the Imari now analyzes, especially on Basra, the second person we understand. What's Pshat? He could bring Kabbalahs for the first guy. What did he say? At the time that the second guy said, and I'll bring Kabbalahs for a Nazir, the first guy was already a Nazir. So that makes sense. He could come, oh, come, hey. <coughs> the first person was already available to him, meaning at the time of his declaration, the first guy was a Nazir, so his declaration can be satisfied by bringing the Kabbalah to the first guy. If you think about it from the perspective of the first person, how could he bring the Karbanos for the second guy, Miko Basra Kameh, when he said the declaration, the second guy was not around, meaning the Naziris hadn't been discombled by the second guy. So it must be, well, what's the Pshat? The guy, when he's saying, I'll bring Karbanos, he doesn't mean I'll bring a Karbanos for someone who's currently a Nazir. He brings, I'll, I'll bring Karbanos for a Nazir. Even if someone in the future would be Makabal in the Naziris, I could bring for him. Top of Ahmed Beis, Allah Kamar must be what he's saying is, if I find someone who's a Nazir, I'll bring his Karbanos, even if at the time right now he's not a Nazir. A person is speaking to the future possibilities as well. So once I see that a person in his declaration is speaking to future possibilities, so say the same thing with the Shliach. Maybe he's saying, Golden Kadash, me a woman. I, whatever, what if right now she's married? If you find eventually she gets divorced, you'll make the condition. So just as we see in our Mishnah, a person makes a declaration based on the future possibilities, even if right now in the moment of the declaration is not available to him. And that's why the first guy can bring the Karbanas for the second Nazir, even though at the time of the statement there was no second Nazir. So we should say the same thing with the shliach. Maybe the Baal had in mind, the, the, the sender had in mind that the agent should be Makadish, a woman for him, whenever it would become available, even if at the moment when he appointed him, she was married. And therefore, if this woman in question has a sister who was divorced but married at the time of the shliach, it should still be a problem. And for the Gemara, you misunderstood what we were saying. We didn't mean an assumption about what people's declarations are about. You're right. Of course, people declare things for the future as well. But Amri, what we're saying is, he said in shlichos, shliach, a person doesn't have the ability to make a shliach unless he could do it now. Something that a person cannot do right now, you can't make an agent. Meaning it's not a clown in a person's mindset. Of course, the declarations in general from, that people make will be about future possibilities as well. That's why the Nazar who's Said and Alvin Kabanas for a Nazar, he had in mind future Nazirism as well. That's fine. But in the cloud from Shlichus, I give my Kaychus to you. What I cannot do now, I cannot make you a Shliach to do for later. And basically, it comes down to Loba La'ilam. Chalais for now is Loba La'ilam. Shlichus is, I'm giving you my power, what I could do. So if right now the woman is married, that the, then there cannot be Chaladin of Shlichus on it, that you should give the Kedushin after she would get divorced. This is the idea. Uh, this is this is the idea. Just to mention, very interesting. It's yes, Mitzrayim. Just a quick thing from the Zer Shimshin. He, he elaborates in Paros Taina when Moshe Rabbeinu would come and say, you know, Eibushta said, I'm from Eibushta. Send out the people, this and that. And Paro never listened. He says, Miata, I don't have to. He always explains that the Pshat in Paros Taina. Of course, it was wrong. We have to think about why it's wrong. But he always says over from this Gemara. He says the Pshat in Paros Taina is the Eibushta right now cannot do cannot do the Yitzhiya Mitzrayim for many reasons. One of the reasons is because the time is not up. You're trying, he's trying to get me to go send it out early. If, if the Ebeshtah would ask me, the Ebeshtah would ask me. But he can't be Mamana Shliach to do what he can't do. Ebeshtah can't do the Yitzhiya Mitzrayim himself because it's too early. He can't be Mamana Shliach on it. That was the whole time. Niyati, he's trying to say to Moshe, from your perspective, Hashem, you have no authority to act on, the, on behalf of HaKadosh Baruch 
All right, Frank, the Gemara is this true of Elias. We go back to Nadarim a little bit. Somebody says to his apatropis, somebody's got his personal assistant, right? So he says to his assistant, any wife, any, any vow that my wife makes, from now until I return. I mean, the guy's going on a business trip and he says, any Nadarim my wife makes, until I get back, Hafrullah, I want you to be made for him for me. So he's making a shlich for Hafrullah, and now the assistant did it. You might think that the shlich is chal, and the nether goes away. Rabbi says that the language of the Pasuk teaches us that shlichas cannot be used to be made for a nether. Cannot use shlichas. Only the husband. And it's a number. What are you talking about? They, they're not going to override shlichas. Shlichas is the power. It's a general rule in the Torah. So you could use an agent to do hafaras nidarim from the husband. Could appoint an agent. He could tell the agent to uh, take away the, the the vows of his wife. Okay. So Everybody, everybody agrees that without a pasuk, he would have been able to do it. Maybe the pasuk excluded. Maybe the pasuk didn't. The only reason why it may not be possible to use the shlichas is that the Torah indicated that you cannot. But without that, halav hachi apatropas may for everybody would be that the basic assumption walking in intuitively is that apatropas the shliach could do how far as nidar. Now, what did we learn in the Mishnah in Nidar? Let's say a guy's going on a business trip and he tries to be made for the Nidarim that aren't yet made. He says, any vow that you'll make until I return and it should go away. Law Mark he hasn't said anything. Why? What's the pshat? say you can't be made for a nether before it's made. Rabbi Lazar, if you remember in this look in the Dharm had a Kavachim, if you could be made for a nether, if you could revoke a nether that's in effect, certainly you could preemptively go ahead and be made for a nether before it took effect. But what's the sheet of the Chachamim? No. If, the, if a person made a nether, you could take it away. But you can't take away a nether that hasn't been made. So assuming that we go like the Chachamim and a person going away cannot be made for the Nidharim now that have not been made. So if he would say to his wife, any Nidharim that you make until I return our Hofar, what would the halacha be? It's nothing. It's Dharm Batalim, Lomar He has said nothing. And yet, what are we learning? That when he tells a shliach, I want you to be made from the nadar that my wife will make until I get back, and the shliach could, <coughs> fundamentally, maybe the Pasuk excluded it, but fundamentally, everybody agrees, the shliach would be able to do it. So we see a steer. You see that you can make a shliach for something that you can't do now. And the Gemara speaks that out. Assumingly, everybody here goes like the Rabbanon, that the Baal cannot be made for the Nidarim before he leaves because they haven't been around. And yet still, if not for the extra words in the Pasuk, the Apatropos would have been able to revoke. So what do I see? That a Shlichus could be made on something which the person being Mamad of the Shlich cannot currently do. The husband currently cannot be made for the Nidarim more in Chal. And yet he's able to be Mamad of the Shlichus right now and say, when my wife goes and makes the Nidarim, then you should be able to. So it's a kash on what we're saying. We're saying there's no ability to make a Shlichus on something you can't do now. Here we see otherwise. You're right. You're taka right. According to the Chacham, that a husband can't be made for another before it's made. Of course, you're right. You can't make a shliach either. The whole discussion of whether or not you can make a shliach here for that for the for the wife's and the dharma in the future was only according to Rabbi Lezer, who holds you can be made for the dharma before their chal.
You're right. But according to the Chachamim, it would never on the table. So, affecting more practical question. If anyways, we're only going like Rabbi Eliezer because or else he has no authority to do it, then why didn't he just do it himself? Why do I tell a shliach any, any vows that my wife makes I want you to be made for, just say before you leave, any nadar in which you will make should be lawful. I don't mind we're going like the Rabbana, and it must be you can, be manage, you can make a shliach on something you can't do. So, tomorrow, no, you're right, we're only going like Rabbi Eliezer because every Dillon Mishalini says to himself, maybe I'll forget, or it's going to become angry, I'm not sure, no, I'll become too busy to do it before, uh, before, before I leave. So, it's a very interesting thing. It's like, He's supposed to do it right before he's going to depart. He should do it to the wife, and maybe maybe he's not in front of his wife right now. So that's why he wants to tell the shliach to do it when the shliach hears about when the shliach will hear about the vow. Otherwise, he would have to wait, find his wife, tell her, and he might he might be too busy running out at the time. So he says to himself, "Let me just be man of shliach to do it." But in a chanami, the only way to understand this is that we're going with Rabbi Lazar, that he has the etzim authority to do it himself, and the rule stands. It's something that's a takeaway, a shas idea, something that a person cannot do themselves right now. You're not able to make a shliach to do. Zok to Mishnah Somebody says it's, it's, it's incumbent on me to provide <coughs> the shaving, meaning which is always the karbanos, for half of a nazir. What does that mean? We'll have to see in the Gemara. Shama Chaber Amar says, friends, he hears about it and he says, And I, it's also a chal on me that I should provide shaving for half a nazir. This one has to provide the karbanos for, for, for a complete nazir, and this one has to bring the karbanos for a complete nazir. These are words of a mayor. No, each one only said half, and therefore they only have to bring the karbanos of half a nazir. So what in the world is going on? What, are, what does it mean? I'll bring for half a nazir. Here you have two people who said it. Do they have to bring for a full or a half? What's the discussion? What was that? So the Kamar explains right away. Amar Everyone agrees that if a person said the carbono, half of the carbonos and the nazir are on me. In other words, a person brings three carbonos of a nazir. And, and a guy says, I'll bring half. So what does that mean? He's going to provide the cost. That's what it is. Right? A guy brings a, a, a keves, a kafsa, and an ayo. Right? The chatas, the halat, the olah So you have three animals. And this guy is saying, I'll provide the half of the cost. So if he says, <coughs> half of the carbonos nazir are on me. So very good. Everyone agrees. Chetzi, carbon maizid. Very simple statement. Very simple. Another, he's going to provide half the cost and that's what he'll do. The question, and similarly, if a person said, carbonos chetzi nazir are Let's say he said the other way. Not half of the carbonos of the nazir, but the carbonos of the half nazir are on me. Kule carbon by Icy, Then he has to bring all of it. My time, or what's the difference? There's no such thing as half Naziris. Here, I didn't say half of the Karbanos. I said half of the Naziris, right? I said the Karbanos of the half Nazir. So that doesn't make any sense. There's no, is no half Nazir. There's no such thing as a half a Nazir. Somebody, you know, Nazir, you're a complete Nazir. There's no such thing as a half a Nazir. Therefore, the statement means it's just interpreted you'll bring the Karbanos for a Nazir. So basically, the, so far where we are, where everything is clear, is that if you say the half relating to the Karbanos, very good, you'll, bring, you'll cover half the cost. If you say the half relating to the Naziris, and there's no way to bring for half of a Naziris, then you're going to cover for all of it. Where is the dispute? They're arguing about the way that the language was used in our mission. What was the language? They telling me to bring the shaving half a nazir. As soon as he said it's on me to provide the carbonus. Right then, as soon as you said that that statement of the so then he's saying fully. So he's in the, in, in the full thing. And this that he concludes and says the half is not within his power. Meaning. 
Rameir basically is looking at the statement in the Mishnah as two different points. It's saying it's Chalami to provide for the shaving, which is Mashma full. And then he's saying of half a Nazar, it's as if he's trying to reduce it and only provide half the cost. That doesn't make sense, right? Once you said, it sounds like you're saying, I'm Kabbalah me to provide fully for the Nazar. So then trying to retract in a second statement and say, actually, I'm only going to provide half the cost is too late. You can't do that. Rameir interprets it as if it's two separate statements. It's a nether that, that, that has an opening right away with it. Meaning the Rabbanan say, it's a vow, it's one vow. It's, two, it's not two statements, it's one. It's one with an explanation. So he's understanding that, that he's going to provide half the Kabbalah that are necessary for the Nazar. So basically, it's just a question of language. When someone said, is it one statement? That's the Rabbanan, that I'm going to provide half of the cost for the, 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 the Nazar shaving. Rameir somehow is breaking it into two statements. That I'm going to provide a Kabbalah for a Nazar shaving. And then, by the way, he's trying to modify and say, hey, wait, actually, I only want to give half. And then we say, too late, you're already, you're already with Makabos. That ends up with the Machlegas. But again, everybody would agree, somebody who says, I'm going to bring half the cost, is half the cost. And everybody would agree, someone who says, I'll bring the Kabbalah from half a Nazar, there's no such thing as half a Nazar, obviously, you'd give the whole thing.